you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and quickly I do want to remind you that there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And while it's a relatively slow time for breaking news in the Mizzou world, well, there's always stuff to talk about here on Locked on Mizzou. So what better time than to open up the old mailbag? And in the future, if you'd like to ask a question for the program, hit me up anywhere on social media at Locked on Mizzou or send me an email, LockedOnMizzou at gmail.com. It's as simple as that. So let's get to it. And our first question actually comes from a female listener who is not directly related to me. This is astonishing. So thank you, Susie in Nashville for this question. Susie asks quite simply, what would it take for Eli Drinkwitz to leave Missouri? Well, Susie, I'm going to assume you mean what would it take for Eli to leave Missouri for a bigger and better job? I'm going to assume you don't mean, oh, what would it take for him to get fired? I think we all know if he just doesn't win, he won't be around forever. That's the, that's the simple answer to that question. But what I, what I think you're asking me is, how much would he have to win for another school to pluck Eli away from Columbia? Well, as we all know, there are upsides to being in the SEC and downsides to being in the SEC. Well, one of the big sides is the money, but of course, as I've explained before, while every other school in the conference also has a bunch of money, and relatively speaking, Missouri's always going to be down at the bottom of that conference, well, as some people like to say, a rising tide lifts all boats. So the upside here is that almost any job, especially outside of the actual blue blood schools, could and should easily be considered a lateral move. For instance, even within the conference, let's say Lane Kiffin, it doesn't work out for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. And Ole Miss, who sometimes has some money to throw around, what if they come calling for Eli Drinkwitz? Well, again, he's already making $4 million bucks a year, upwards of that, at Mizzou. So is Ole Miss really going to come with $7, $8 million a year? Well, maybe, but even if you're if you're Drinkwitz, how appealing is that? Outside of the money, is Ole Miss a better job than Missouri? I, I don't really think that it is. Now, obviously, a traditional power like LSU or Southern Cal or, or some school like that could certainly be appealing to somebody like Drinkwitz, but again, for him to be considered for that, I think it's going to take a lot, a lot of winning for Missouri to get there. I'd say at least one SEC East championship, maybe two. How about two division titles in the next five, six years, something like that? Because other than that, I don't know. How much can you really expect those schools to be ponying up significantly more dough than what Drinkwitz is getting paid for by Missouri? It just doesn't seem that realistic outside of him just winning big. And if Missouri wins so big to the point where those kind of schools – 
come calling for Eli? Well, I think we have to call that a high-quality problem. Let's wish for that and hope in a few years we're talking about that because that's going to mean that Missouri has had some great, great seasons. Now, the next question is about basketball, and it's from Brad in Chillicothe, Missouri. Brad asks, you've said Conzo shouldn't be fired this season by any means, but what are the odds he actually turns it around next season and gives Mizzou fans hope for the future? Well, that's interesting that you say, what are the odds he actually turns it around? That's a tough one for me because, man, with Missouri, with so many new pieces next year, basically an entire new backcourt, for one thing, with Boogie Coleman, Amari Davis, the the Anton Brookshire kid, freshman from Springfield, among many, many other pieces. I'll, I'll say I feel better about the roster, certainly, than I did a month or two ago. You knew Missouri was going to fill some holes in the transfer market, but with Coleman there with Davis there, I think you've got a chance, but I'm just not sure that the odds of this team making the tournament next year are really strong. I think a lot of it comes down to what does the five freshman class look like? Missouri just needs a lot of contributors there. That that's really the key. Obviously who knows how many stars, maybe Brookshire is the guy who has the star potential there, but really Conzo's problem, especially last year, you noticed it. As much as we've talked about his sort of higher profile misses of four and five star players in the state, like Cameron Fletcher, for instance, well, the bigger problem is we've just had too many zeros. Too many guys like Mario McKinney, Trey Jackson, Axel El Congo, guys who just weren't, frankly, contributors at the SEC level. That's what's really hurt us is our depth more than anything. So the bottom line is, Brad, I think by next season, by the end of next season, we're going to know one way or the other. And I don't have a strong metric to tell you what that looks like, but if there are one or two or three freshmen of that five-man class who basically are non-contributors, I think that's going to paint a really dark tale for Conzo's future. I think that's the biggest thing to look at is how that class performs. And coming up next, a question tangentially related to Jordan Clarkson, who just sat, who just set, I should say, a somewhat interesting NBA record. One might even call it dubious. I don't know. You'll have to tell me after the break. RockAuto.com is the place to be for all your auto parts. No matter what you could possibly need, by the way. You see, there's more than just auto parts. More than just traditional parts, I should say. Think about your interior, carpeting, that kind of deal. Oil, all types of things. You can find it all at rockauto.com. No matter what your make is, no matter what your model is, it's all easy to find on this website. And best of all, it can be a one-time checkout. No more logins, no more passwords to worry about, because regardless, you always get the lowest prices at rockauto.com. You don't actually have to be a member, a professional mechanic, any of that stuff. This is the place for all you do-it-yourselfers, without a question in my mind. And best of all, yes, there is no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts, so go to rockauto.com right now and see what's available for your vehicle, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com
Some of you may have seen this tweet from my account this morning at Locked On Mizzou. I retweeted Tim Reynolds. He says, quote, Jordan Clarkson came off the Utah bench and took 33 shots tonight. The only time in the last 45 years when a reserve took more shots in a game was February 13th, 2019, when Jordan Clarkson took 34 shots off the bench for Cleveland. And that stat, that tweet there actually leads me nicely into this next mailbag question from Mike in Lee's Summit, who asks, why did the 2013-14 basketball team, Frank Haith's last, leave me so cold? They had talent, won 23 games. In retrospect, not sure why we ran off Haith for that. Well, context is king there, right? Because when you put it like that, especially in the light of the next three Kim Anderson-laden years, 23 wins sounds like a pretty nice season. But you got to remember the Haith years. First of all, people were really taken aback by the Haith hire in general in the very first moment it happened. Now, he won the press conference, quote-unquote, but remember, I'm pretty sure Kim Anderson won the press conference as well. So let's go ahead and retire that phrase forever, number one. But second of all, while Haith obviously had a great first season, we all know how NCAA basketball works. People remember what happened in the tournament. And unfortunately, in that 2012 campaign, well, we all know what happened. I don't need to rehash it for the four millionth time. So in that reality, that's just more context that's added there. Well, unfortunately, Missouri had a pretty talented team of largely transfers the next season. We all know what happened with Mike Dixon. The team takes a step back, goes to the 8-9 game, loses in the first round again. Now his third season, like you say, they won 23 games, but they end up in the NIT. So you've got a coach who nobody was totally sold on from the beginning, He's trended down for three seasons. They haven't won an NCAA tournament game. It's not so much that we ran Frank off. Frank decided to go to Tulsa for more security that Missouri at that time was unwilling to provide him in the form of a contract extension. In retrospect, with enough time to see it from both sides, I can actually understand Frank's side and Missouri's side. If you're Missouri and you're Mike Alden at the time, Would you be 100% sold on Haith to just sign up? Because again, going back to your first question, why did that team leave you so cold? Well, like you alluded to, it had talent. Jordan Clarkson's about to win the sixth man of the year in the NBA probably. But is he a fun guy to play with? For as great as he is at driving the ball to the basket and just being a pure scorer, I don't know that he'd be a fun guy to play with. A bit of a ball hog, obviously, based on those stats, and just not a natural passer, playmaker, any of that type of thing. I made the point earlier on Twitter that, yes, Zion Williamson, for instance, for those of you who follow the NBA, remember him from Duke, from college basketball, let's make the distinction from a point guard and a lead ball handler, because Zion right now is a lead ball handler for him, for the Pelicans. I don't consider him a point guard. Well, the same applies with Jordan Clarkson. Then on top of that, I just always thought personality-wise, that whole team was an odd match. 
for as good of players as Jordan Clarkson and Jabari Brown were, not exactly the most verbose guys in the world. And you could include Jonathan Williams in that equation, young Ryan Rossberg. Listen, we love Rossberg. Not exactly an alpha male personality his freshman year. There was no leadership on that team. And that team was just sort of adrift and had the type of chemistry that you might find five guys who just randomly came together for a pickup game that afternoon. So ultimately, if that's that's why it left me cold, so I imagine that's why the 13-14 team left you cold as well. And coming up, a friend emails in to remind me about a story where our voices appeared in the background of the Conan O'Brien show the night Kansas won the national championship in 2008. A bummer of a night, but a fun story. I want to get to that, but first, I want to tell you about my friends at BetOnline.ag, where, of course, I put a futures bet on the Kansas City Royals to win the division at 40-1, to and for uh, quite a while there, gee, only about two weeks ago, that bet was looking really smart and quite prescient. But now if the Royals having lost eight games in a row, well, it might be time to about give up on that one, I'm afraid. I think the Royals may have been exposed. But you know what? There's always plenty of action at betonline.ag. Whether it is baseball, the NBA, hey, we've got the play-in tournament coming up, actual playoffs, the official old-school playoffs coming up. Of course, the NHL is hot and heavy right now. All of it is available at betonline.ag. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game so head to betonline.ag, use your mobile device or computer to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And Jonathan in New York City writes in to ask, remember what we were doing the night Kansas won the 2008 National Championship. Well, Thon, unfortunately I do, my old roommate at Mizzou. Yes, I was up visiting my old roommate in New York. We were actually attending a taping of the Conan O'Brien show Monday night of the National Championship game. Coincidentally enough, Conan had a sketch about the game on there, of course, bringing up Kansas and Memphis. And, well, when John Thon and I were in the crowd, without any prompting whatsoever, obviously we couldn't have planned this ahead of time. When Conan brings up Kansas, we both go simultaneously, boo! And Conan goes, hey, hey, settle down up there. So that was fun that that made air, a good booing of Kansas on the night that later on, of course, that evening, they did end up winning the championship. And finally, last question here. Frank in Columbia asks, what are you going to do without Peter Ball to make fun of next season? Ah. Oh. See, now, now I feel bad, Frank. I, I didn't realize that I was that mean to Peter, to be honest with you, that people took that much of a notice. But, you know, honestly, I, I think Peter did a really nice job for Mizzou at The Athletic. And just for those of you who are unaware, there is no longer a dedicated Mizzou beat writer at The Athletic. Peter is now the dedicated Colorado Avalanche writer for The Athletic. And it just seems like, 
in general, the athletic, their business model, they're tried to go national, not totally unlike the locked on network podcast network in some ways, but obviously in print form and a, and a subscription model. You see, we at locked on believe that our ideas should go out to everybody. So we're free, but Hey, the athletic has different ideas, but no, in all seriousness, an interesting business model, the athletic charging a nominal fee every month to get all the content, written content you could possibly want. They've just been buying up huge amounts of talent for a couple years now, but it seems like they're moving away from college sports a little bit, maybe realizing that the overhead costs of getting a dedicated beat writer for all the major teams in the SEC, just major college football might be a little much. So it seems like they're just concentrating on the pros and obviously Peter moving to the avalanche shows that. And, you know, I just thought for a while, I thought it was kind of funny to be fair to me. I thought it was amusing that Eli sort of was marking his territory Tory by showing that, Hey, you can't ask me silly questions. So, but at a certain point I did think he was picking on Peter a little bit and I encouraged him to knock that off a little bit, which quite honestly he did. Not that he listened to me by any means, but I thought that was probably for the best. And, you know, I just thought it was good for Mizzou to have a national writer on the beat at all times. And Peter did end up writing a lot of really interesting feature pieces. And his exit interviews with guys who just left the team were often really, really good and provided some insight. So, Peter, I enjoyed your work and good luck in Denver. So with all that being said, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. If you'd like your question to be featured on the next mailbag edition of this program. Well, once again, tweet me at Locked on Mizzou, Facebook, Instagram, same handle at Locked on Mizzou, or email the show LockedOnMizzou at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.